0: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: And I'm Scott Galloway. Kara, you sound low energy. <laughs> I'm
0: not low energy. It's just a Thanksgiving is exhausting time for me, especially now that there's that- a war on Thanksgiving, apparently. Did you Do hear I this? Say more? Oh, God. President Trump last night was acting like there was a war. Remember the war on Christmas, which wasn't really a war? There is now apparently a war on Thanksgiving, which said nobody, never, any time. In any case, happy Thanksgiving, fall harvest, and all the seasonal holidays. I am so grateful yeah. to be
1: here with you, Scott. Anyway. How can you not love Thanksgiving? No exactly. malls, no Jesus. Pies, What's not to like about Pies everywhere.
0: Pies till the end of time. Uh, Amanda's mother cooks like nine pies. I'm a little bit nervous for tomorrow.
1: Do you have a lot of family? Who's in town at no, the Swisher's? No,
0: there's, the Swisher boys always go on a crazy trip with their other mom, and they're in Tokyo right now sending me pictures from, like— Tokyo? Tokyo, that's where they are, sending from Mount Fuji. So they always go to somewhere. They went to Cuba last year, and, and I am in Boston with uh, Amanda and her family, which is has about approximately 412 people. So here I am. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that is that is literally that's that's crazy. You're yeah. in a lot of cities, a lot I'm of a news, a lot, lot of stuff, a lot going of news. Out. We
0: got a lot to talk about. I mean, first of we all, do. obviously one of the biggest this week is London is ending Uber's license to operate. The city's is Uber's biggest in the EU market. Um, the London transportation regulator stripped its license to operate in the city, although that's under appeal. They said the company is not fit and proper. I love the British people to run private ride ha- uh, ride hiring service, and there's a pattern of failure that puts passengers at risk. Uh, It's an identification system that allows unauthorized drivers to game the system. Um, So it has 21 days to appeal the ruling, and then the decision puts 45,000 licensed drivers out of work in London. And so what's interesting here is that Uber was the first place Dara Khosrowshahi, the new CEO, went when he became CEO because he had so many problems in London, and it was such a critical market. What What do you think about this? just another thing for Uber, correct?
1: Yeah, and what's happening here, they're basically saying that a bunch of people are claiming to be Uber drivers that aren't Uber drivers, and that's a bit of a red herring or a false flag. The same thing happened. I don't know if you saw, but I think it was yesterday. Chicago announced a new density tax, but mm-hmm. it's not really a density tax. Again, that's another kind of head fake. What it is, is it's a tax. The density tax only applies to ride-hailing firms, not to taxis. So right. what you have here is kind of overdue, kind of uh, governments are fed up. They look at yeah. they look at this organization that's come in that didn't uh, as, you know, so much as apply for a business license. It's not paying their fair share of taxes. And there was an interesting article in, in Business Insider basically saying that the value creation at Uber is a function of regulatory arbitrage. And if you think about New York, where at one point it used to cost $1.4 million to get a taxi medallion for the right to have this unit of delivery called a taxi, and someone borrowed money, a driver borrowed yes. money to finance that, they were paying $100,000 to $140,000 a year just in interest, whereas Uber doesn't pay that. So, if your unit of delivery uh, has a $100,000 a year advantage, you literally just can't compete. You can't compete.
0: Yep, yep. And was-
1: so – my uncle, my uh, Uncle Michael in London was my family's uh, from London, was a, 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 a black cab driver. And he probably made, he put a daughter through school. He, they had a nice middle class lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He was the sole income earner. He probably, I would guess he made sixty to $100,000 a year. He had a nice middle class life. He spent two years learning every, every crook and cranny of the yeah, London metropolitan those London black area. cab
0: drivers are fantastic.
1: Yeah, they're the real deal, right? Mm. And they're charming, and they're sort of almost like the the best kind of tour PR guides. spokespeople. Yeah, they're tour guides. Yeah, they're right. wonderful, and right. I think it's expensive. I'm still getting no doubt, over that you but, have an
0: uncle who drives black abs in London, but go ahead, keep going, continue. Yeah, <laughs> like, there what? we go. Okay, sure.
1: <laughs> um, wonderful guy, Uncle Michael. Anyway, so the, 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 these this is municipalities pushing back on Uber. And what you're about to see, and I, I'd like to, I actually looked, I uh, watched the video of you at the uh, Dealbook conference asking um, the uh, economically Costa feasible Shali. question. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you are fearless. I, I mean, you, I always really appreciate you getting up there. Thank and, and you. Well, Andy Ross wanted me to do that.
0: They wanted, you know, I'm there to be like, I'm the mean lady in the audience, essentially. Um, yeah. But I was like, you um, have to ask that question. The economic... Well, fee- you're one of those things. Just, yeah, not, just, <laughs> uh, not just Uber, uh, but Lyft and the others, good. this feasibility. And I think there was a great piece in the New York Times this week about the Amazon, like sort of the advantages they've gotten through taxing and through other things that they don't have to, that these retailers can't keep up because of the constant innovation that's paid for elsewhere or through no taxes or blank, 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 whatever it is.
1: That's right. Anti-competitive behavior. But yeah. I was fascinated by your question and basically Dara said that Ride-hailing is the core business. We don't need a flywheel, and this will be profitable. And so I dug into the earnings call and tried to understand the economics of this thing. And I do believe that they could get to profitability by their state of 2021. But here's the thing. Between governments deciding, well, you should be subject to a fraction of the regulatory and tax burden as every other transportation company, they're coming to that realization and they're coming up with – You know, concentration or density taxes are coming Mm -hmm. up. They're they're basically banning them from cities. So you're going to see more taxes uh, levied against Uber. Yeah. And then there's the driver stuff.
0: Then there's the driver stuff, like in California, AB5. AB5. Yeah.
1: And then they're going to have to raise prices. So that's what what I was getting
0: at with with Dara. You're going to have to raise these prices are just false. 100%.
1: And yeah. so, what will happen? So, I, on Monday night, I have a board meeting in Philadelphia. On Tuesday, and I'll mm-hmm. take an Uber from New York to um, to uh, Philadelphia what? late late Monday night. Yeah, an I take Uber? Ubers everywhere. What? Yeah, I take Ubers everywhere.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's that? Four hundred dollars. And what does that
1: do? What does that do? It. it if you take UberX, X, it's like two hundred and fifty. If you take a black car, it's four hundred and fifty bucks. not you get on like but a mega
0: bus? Lo- what are you? Ta- you really?
1: A megabus? Yes. But I don't work for Google. Wait, what's a megabus? <laughs> it's a
0: bus. It's ten dollars. It goes. Anyways, to anyways I take. Anywhere. I literally
1: take. I literally take Uber. Absolutely okay, everywhere. Uber. I think I spend All between fifteen hundred and twenty-five hundred dollars a month. But here's the thing: it's probably not good for the environment. It probably should cost more. It probably the fact that the fact that drivers can't they can't figure out a way to get drivers minimum wage across the board. I mean, there's just a lot of externalities here that the government has decided. Okay, we're gonna. We're going to move in. So what will happen? They could get to profitability. I think Dara was being honest there. But the problem is for them to get to profitability, they'll have to withdraw from certain markets. They'll have to take their growth way down. Mm -hmm. And their current market capitalization. So smaller,
0: which you were talking about before. 100%. Smaller.
1: Their market cap. Their market cap reflects a company that maintains the current growth rates and gets to profitability. And they can't do both. So yes, the good news is yes, I do think this company can get to profitability. The bad news is it's going to be a nice little profitable company worth 10 billion, not 50.
0: Right. I get once again, which is this idea that you know there were a lot of there was one question there at that thing, whether, you know, does DARA lack the vision? I just think Dara understands this. You know, like he's not like Travis, he's not killing it in every city. It's very easy to kill it in every city if you're not actually making money. Um, and so it, it was an interesting question is that he's, you know, he's actually doing the math and seeing the problem that it faces him, I think. And I think that's disheartening to a lot of people who was were really hoping this was like the golden ticket to everywhere. Uh, but the one thing that is problematic is this driver fraud, whether that's going on. And they certainly have got a tamp down on. They've been trying to fix those issues of safety and everything else. And they introduced a taping that you can tape your ride, which it seems unusual to me. Um, But they're trying all kinds of things to fix that issue. It's just a question of of how they treat, two things to me, how they treat drivers and whether they get the money they deserve. And then secondly, um, you know, the smallerness, you're right, they're going to have to be smaller. Juno closed, the rideshare folded last week, and their parent company get partnered with Lyft. I mean, this is going to be, you know, there's one issue, maybe if there's just two of them, they can do something like that's more, more economic, but it's difficult. It's difficult. Anyway, thinking of economics, are billionaires pricing themselves out of democracy? Michael Bloomberg. He's pissed off everybody. Like Elizabeth Warren's hair is on fire, essentially. Um, he announced he's joining the crowded primary. His net worth is $52 billion. He's not doing any grassroots fundraising, So he's not going to qualify for the Democratic primary debate. He doesn't care. He won't appear on the ballot in early states, but he's about to buy, like, tons and tons and tons of ads and uh, television ads all over the place. So what What think you of this candidacy? It's sort of the, I'm going to buy my way into it. That's what oh, some of the other Candidates are saying um, $31 million on ads in 25 media markets. Hmm.
1: What do you think? Yeah, and he also gets cheaper ad rates because he's buying those ads as a candidate as opposed to a PAC. And for some reason, broadcast outlets have um, different – they're mandated or they're regulated into offering the lowest possible price to candidates themselves but not to PACs. So it's sort of the law of unintended consequences that a billionaire is getting lower rates on his – His his campaign ads and say an Elizabeth Warren or somebody else who actually she's not taking PAC money, but it's just there's a lot of strange things going on. Look, I think billionaires buying their way on the stage as well. There's no stage, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Well, as Howard Schultz tried to do, Mm -hmm. as I was thinking about doing, and as Tom Steyer has done. I mean, Tom Steyer wouldn't be on stage unless he was a billionaire. Uh, Having said that, I think with Bloomberg, I do think that running what is ultimately one of the twenty largest economies in the world for twelve years. Um, I think that he does have some – I think he is a legitimate candidate. Uh, The fact that he's worth $52 billion, that being a huge asset, look, Citizens United has made it such that money is seen as kind of this democratic voice and you have a huge – we live in we live in the ultimate capitalist Darwin Hunger Games, and that is we've decided that people with money get get uh, to do a lot of things, including be a viable candidate for president by sheer virtue of their wealth. And, and until and we these do TV markets are going to love
0: it. The TV markets, oh yeah. the, mon- the money that they're spending. Interestingly, he hired to be his digital director. Facebook's chief marketing officer, which is sort right. of like fascinating. Um but do you think these attacks by the other candidates will work? Like you're buying your way in, you are you gave a lot of money to Republicans. Um you know, he and then the controversy around um people from Bloomberg that they won't cover the, the Bloomberg mm-hmm. himself and they won't cover the Democrats, but they will continue covering Trump and they won't do any investigations. I think every talk about heads blowing off a lot of people internally there. Um you know, I wrote I wrote to some people who I used to work for I'm like, wow, that's a, that's something else.
1: That's, you know, th- well, this is your bag. You're yeah. a journalist. What do you think of this? I think
0: it's awful. I think it's incredibly bad media ethics. Um, you know, I'm not surprised necessarily, but it certainly is. If I was working at Bloomberg, I'd be horrified and I don't know what I would do. Right. I would quit. I would quit.
1: I would quit. I'll but here here's the me. thing. This is a question. I saw that man, memo from you. John
0: Micklethwaite. Uh, I would quit.
1: Right. But here's 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 the issue. I. How do we get back in the White House? We being Democrats without taking our gloves off. Well, this, How is, do we, this is
0: more than gloves. This is unethical. You, yeah, yeah, you got to be unethical. Television, yeah. Okay. Sure.
1: If, uh, Rupert Murdoch is unethical. Fox well, Television has basically become totally. It's yes. not. Th- there is no journalistic integrity there. They've just decided they're going to defend the president regardless. Of what he does. so do we just stand by and just complain and bark at the moon about it or do we take our gloves off i'm I'm ready for shit to get real well, I, I don't know, but
0: it's just it seems like it, I, I get it I get it I I get it I get the it's any any way to get there is the way to get there and it, I just don't think that's the case I don't know I think de- yeah. d- Democrats are different. I think Democrats are different not all the time um, but certainly yeah. at least aspire not to cheat aspire not to lie aspire not to like, lose every ethical consideration. And of course, that might mean you lose, as usual. And that's well, okay. sort of the So tr- we,
1: can, we can sit around and console our loss and our you know our <laughs> okay. woke nature. I mean, uh, we I think we got to get in there and we got to mix we it gotta up. We got to make and deep fakes.
0: Let's make some deep fakes. <laughs> Except now they're kind of real. They're like, deep fakes yeah. don't even count. Like everything that comes out. The, did you see the whole the turkey back and forth with Trump? I mean, I was like, and scene. Like, every, yeah, that's, every that's, day it's a lie. It's just it, – the thing is, every day it's a lie, like a serious lie that they're like, yeah, I lied. Yeah. You know, so we want to – see
1: You want to see some lies come on our way. I mean, <sighs> I, I bet your concerns around the ethics around Bloomberg are going to dissipate pretty fast when we see the conspiracies that come out after a Jewish billionaire who owns a media company. What kind of conspiracies they're going to try and yeah. paint him with?
0: Yeah, that's true. It's,
1: it's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be crazy. So I'm like, my my viewpoint is, buckle up. It's about to get rough. Yeah. Do you I'm think he has a chance
0: it. though, or is he gonna do the Howard Schultz and 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 cha cha off to the left or right, so to right, I guess, for him?
1: I'm too close to it because I really, I appreciate the man. I lived in New York. I, know, I thought he did a fantastic job of threading the needle between economic growth and having concern for the unions. And uh, stop I, I just and think he was
0: stopping frisk, which he tried to walk away from. You know what's scary hell.
1: about that? It was absolutely the wrong thing to do. I think it helps them nationally. Mm. I think that there's a large part of America that, quite frankly, has become the key critical voting group that is tired of this insufferable, woke attitude they perceive from the left. And I think that actually helps them among those voters. And I I, I think it was wrong. He's apologized for it. I think it's a terrible policy, but in a strange way, I think it actually helps him with that middle, hmm. middle kind of middle that's of the road. That's really, you really
0: want to appeal to that? That's the kind of candidate you want you want to appeal to that? Shh. Quietly. I, you know I attacked I want, people Kara? of color I want,
1: unfairly. I, I want I want our ass clown out of office. I, I want know. someone different in Pennsylvania. I'm, I am willing to go there. I think oh, that God, and we, God, the, market, you. the market has been ripped open for the middle. We, A sociopath beats a socialist seven days and on Sunday, which is what Stephen Schmidt said, and he's absolutely right. We need mm-hmm. someone. A centrist is the only way. It's so hard to unseat a one-term president when the economy is doing well. And you're just not going to do it with a construct of socialism which he will paint warren which he will paint sanders with if in fact the economy is doing well that socialism is a different economic model and that's the kind of the one thing that's working right now in america or you could argue that it's sort of working and instead I'm working for a lot
0: of people scott
1: a hundred percent i agree with you but the most of america thinks that the one thing that is doing okay is the economy so if he paints the, the far left candidates is someone who wants to move us, totally upend the economic construct of capitalism, take away their health insurance. Boom, he takes 37 or 38 states. It has to be. I hope it's Bloomberg. But one thing's for sure. I believe and I think Democrats are coming to this realization. It has to be a centrist. If it's not Bloomberg, well, you know, Obama, it's going to be Mayor well, Obama Pete Obama was or, right or, up or there Biden. with
0: that, right in there with that.
1: When did he? I mean, he literally looks like a Republican right now. Yeah. If you've seen what he's been saying, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, he's, I mean, he's coming
1: out early and often, and saying, "Guys, the, the folks from the far left—it's just that's just not where America is." Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I hope. I'm curious. What do you think? You're sort of you. You have a little <sighs> bit more distance from it than me. Do you think he has a shot, or this is just sort of? I don't of a, know how, how he curial... muscles his
0: way in there. That's the thing. But right. you know, I you know, you never know. There, it's a really noisy left. It's a, a fed up. You know, uh, the African-American constituency is fed up of just grab our vote and then ignore us kind of thing. I think that's definitely a thing. Um, I think that uh, women are just like, what do we do? Like most women are tending towards anybody but Trump, you know, that kind of thing. And you can see those numbers. So it's going to be a crazy election for sure. It's absolutely going to be crazy. And I do think we do get like sort of this boogeyman scare every time he has one of those stupid um, rallies and things. That's what everybody thinks. I don't think that's what everybody thinks. I think that, that they are, I think in the way that there was a the quiet group of people that was for Trump before, I think it was a quiet group of people that yeah. are like, he's horrible. Like, Which is interesting. Yeah. I was with someone who was from Kentucky, a doctor uh, recently, and he can't stand Trump. But at the same time, he can't stand the whole healthcare thing, the Medicare for all. So it was really fascinating to listen to him um, because he really didn't like the Medicare for all. And I think most people are really uh, interested in a couple things, issues around health care, issues around mm-hmm. everything else. Everything else is just noise. And I don't not to say that this Ukraine thing isn't isn't. These people should go to jail, many of these people involved in this. and uh, and so i I do, you know, what they've done is just, uh horrible um but i think when most people are thinking day to day like yeah that's horrible but i can't pay for my health care that kind of thing is is really where it's at health care um raising your kids even as things as addiction tech addiction things like that i think people care about that kind of stuff more than anything else so we'll see who is able to appeal to that group of people it's going to be tough it's definitely going to be tough um so we're going to take a quick break now uh, and I probably if Bloomberg's uh, running mate is Jeff Bezos, I think that will be a problem. Except everything will be delivered yeah. perfectly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> – will get our packages sometime. But they are yeah, amazing. I, I just had like a back and forth with FedEx, and I'm like, You're "God, such a
1: closeted Amazon file." Uh, you love Amazon? I
0: don't love them. I hate them and love them at the same time. Did you I,
1: see the controversy around Allbirds shoes?
0: Yes, of course. They're they, they, away says the same thing. They they they're just <laughs> egregious. Con, uh, that letter from the Albert CEO,
1: it literally reminded me of every long-term relationship I've had. It was the most <laughs> passive-aggressive letter in the world. <laughs> it was like, we want to help you rip us off, and we, yeah. we hope you'll be at least environmentally sound. And Ugh, we you know, It was just such— can, it, it was Everybody really who well makes written.
0: innovative products are just horrified because Amazon does rip them off in seconds. It's like really literally well,
1: like— every, look, uh, the, the It's our own is every, version every, of the
0: Chinese, like remember years ago when everyone's uh, like— Everybody
1: like, does it. We've just never seen anyone that's good at it. Yeah, they're and really so good at it. But anyway, we yeah. we
0: have to take a quick break. Okay. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Pivot. Let's hear from a friend, Scott. We have a lot of friends, a FOPs. We call them FOPs. So this week, Google fired four employees who are active labor organizers within the company. At least two of them were outspoken internally about Google's contracts with Customs and Border Protection. Google sent a memo to employees saying the firing happened for clear and repeated violations of our data security policies. We reached out to a friend of Pivot to get some perspective here. Meredith Whitaker, who you've heard on my other podcast, Recode Decode, is the co-founder of the AI Institute, but was a Google employee for 13 years. She was an organizer of the Google Walkouts about a year ago and later resigned from the company under a lot of duress. This week, uh, Meredith tweeted that she thought the recent four firings were actually illegal. All four of these people have been involved in organizing, have been involved in this pushback against unethical decision-making at Google. And Google chose the week before Thanksgiving, when the news cycle dies down, to terminate these people. So,
1: you know, I think, you know, we have to read this in the context of Google's continually clamping down on organizing and in the context of Google as a company that is famously open access, right, that has as a value in their orientation, Accessing documents, you know, exploring prior art, understanding best practices at the company by reading up on
0: how other teams and other projects are doing things. So, so this is an interesting issue about these. The Google is still continues to be. Um in the midst of these struggles with employees. And there may, it may be true. I mean, they're gonna to have to prove this obviously in the firing that these people accessed information that they shouldn't have accessed and of course gave them the excuse, but these people sh- are on high watch by Google would be my guess in terms of uses of anything in the company. But these were all very active users. And what do you, do you think this has an effect that like that these, you know, they hired an, a union buster. They, um, they're they obviously not on the great side of employees here and employees are their are bread and butter. We, what do you th- where do you think this ends?
1: I think this falls under the auspices of or the banner of it sucks to be a grown up. I, I don't think private companies have an obligation to put food around on your table as you organize to make them look stupid. Just as Facebook, in my view, keeps hiding behind this bullshit First Amendment. They're not the town square. They're a private company. They have the obligation and the rights to take down content. And at the same time, on the other side of the the other side of the coin is that. I don't think Google has an obligation to let people express their rights to organize. I think there's some union protection around organizing for unions, which I think is valid. And obviously, that's a legal question. But I think the employees at Google, for the most part, have come under the impression that they have the rights to do whatever they want when I leave a company or a company of mine gets purchased I sign all these agreements that basically say I can't say a goddamn thing about the company and granted I was given a lot of money to sign that thing but the folks at the good folks at Google make a shit ton of money they get free lunch they get that mega boss you're talking around and you know what it sucks to be a grown-up if you decide to start organizing against the company and quite I'm frankly push back. embarrass them
0: you know Google has been, fired. Except Google's been famous at this for years it's been the DNA of this company this this o- open access attitude. To, they used to, they've used they actually changed the meetings now, the, the these right. talk back. If you would have been at those, this is how they raise them. And then they're surprised they're yeah. behaving this way. So I don't know well, what you do when the DNA enough. of your company is like this. And you talk that talk like we are here to talk about it. And there are there is real pushback from these workers who don't want to be making this. And, you know, they've sort of involved them and now telling them mm, you're not so involved. So I, I think there is a bigger management issue to deal with here. And maybe they want to become— I don't know Palantir or whatever, sort of a more top-down organization. But these 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 people are not going to stop talking, and I think you're going to see that. You, again, soul cycles the same way. I think there was a lot of pushback from the instructors. Like, you have a problem. Companies companies that are built around you're part of the solution and you're part of the yep. management are going to face this. They're not going to like it, but they're going to face it, and they deserve to face it if that if that's the company culture they've created.
1: I don't. I look. I don't. Des- it, it, Google deserves scrutiny. More power to these people, but they decided to be martyrs. And when you decide to be a martyr, you usually end up dead. And that's what I just. Don't, I, I hope these people go on to live great careers. I hope that that Google learns from this. I hope that we learn what Google is doing. I think all these things are happening. But you embarrass your own company that's paying you two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year, and you get fired. You know, spoiler alert: no. F- you know, of co- th- th- to me, that's a, like a fucking IQ test. If you are working for a private company and you are taking time to embarrass them, they're probably going to try and figure out a way to fire you. It sucks to be a grown up.
0: I think it's shocking for given this particular company, but you're going to see it all over the place. and Amazon, you're yeah. going to see it everywhere else. Now, those companies didn't had much more top down. They never really did promise them a rose garden, but Google did promise yeah. these
1: people. Uh, like. That's interesting. So guys. I've never, you, you you know them much better than me. You, you're mm-hmm. claiming that internally they have actively said say whatever you want. They even do. If they have meme
0: generator. They do. They like let everybody yeah. say what they, you know, let it all hang out and then they're like, yeah, oh, maybe not that. so much on that part hanging out. Like right. it, it was like, it's right. so interesting. What I'm more interested in is how you became an old Republican man from Montana. This is really fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everything but the Republican part is oh right. Oh, my
0: God. It's fascinating. you are like, ah, these young people talking. Yeah.
1: What's going on? That's right. Okay. Where's my Metamucil? <laughs> uh, oh anyway, my we're going to take a That Hannity's a hoot. <laughs> that Hannity's a hoot. <laughs> <It's> a hoot. <sighs> a bag of rage. Oh, my God. Anyway. Honey, it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's time to big time. <laughs> That's right. All right, That's Scott. Right. We're going to take a
0: quick break, and we're going to be back after this. Okay, we're back, old man. Listen. We're going to talk wins and fails, and it can't be anything about your hip, okay? Like we can't. What is your win this week? What is
1: your Kale, fail? You and I just finding common ground here. I think you and I have the same win.
0: No, we do. We do. You go ahead. You go with yeah. your win. Go My
1: ahead. my win is Sasha Baron Cohen. All I right. Thought pound for I pound, do like word that. for word.
0: All right. Tell me what. Pound for pound, word he's for not word. My that win, was the. But go ahead.
1: That was the best speech of 2019. He's essentially I thought.
0: channeling us. I feel like he's he's. Uh, well,
1: you know what? Occasionally, I don't know if I don't, You know. It, Occasionally, someone comes along and they just organize everyone else's thoughts. Remember, Chris Hughes did that big op ed in yep, the New York yep, Times yep, and basically yep. parroted everything, yes, yours truly and you have been saying for the last three years. Yeah, my feeling is my when I first read that, I'm like, Well, no, shit. like we've been saying that for three years, but I'm like, Welcome to the resistance, brother. He was incredibly articulate. It was mm-hmm. American Defense League speech, mm-hmm. and he made some good points that in if in the 19 19- 30s. If Facebook had existed, Hitler would have started talking about his solution to the Jewish problem on Facebook and Facebook immediately responded and said, well, that's not true. Our policy is that if anything could potentially incite violence. We take it down. But the reality, Hitler didn't wake up and just murder 12 million people. He worked, to, he worked up to it. And Facebook is letting people work up to it. And that was Ooh. his point. I, I, so well, it's, you're going left. Okay, it's let, not, let's, let's play a
0: little bit of that yeah, speech. Let's, listen, let's to it. listen to it. This is not about limiting anyone's free speech. This is about giving people, including some of the most reprehensible people on earth, the biggest platform in history to reach a third of the planet. Freedom of speech is not freedom of reach. Sadly, there will always be racists, misogynists, anti-Semites and child abusers. But I think we can all agree that we should not be giving bigots and pedophiles a free platform to amplify their views and target their victims. Okay, he also, uh, that was great. He also wrote an op-ed expanding on the ideas for the Washington Post, he called them the Silicon Six, the CEOs and former CEOs of Google, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, right. So you, you like this? You like this? Is this? But is it chic to do this? Celebrities speaking out the way they speak about Trump—that's not been very effective. Um, but you haven't heard celebrities speak out like this.
1: Yeah, this guy, though. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of a, a negative, forward-looking indicator on the age we live in. Where the most credible, reasonable voice is Borat of 2019. <laughs>
0: he's really this, brilliant, though. He come on, he's so he is brilliant,
1: more. and I thought he summarized very eloquently. And anything that gets more oxygen to this issue—I mean, the latest ridiculous statement from carolyn everson when she claimed that nobody here wants us to mm-hmm. be the arbiters of truth and everyone in the audience was going yeah actually we would like you to have some at least some yeah. input onto yeah. onto regulating false content but i thought he was so eloquent; i thought it was so powerful and uh facebook probably should have ignored it instead they jumped into the fray and they just made it made it worse but anyways my winner is sasha baron cohen and the increasing. Anyone who gives oxygen to the fact that that Facebook is the most dangerous organization run by a soci- sociopath that is one of the greatest threats to uh, to dem- democracies and just uh, peace and prosperity worldwide. Well, I think so twenty twenty is not going to be that. better
0: for Mark Zuckerberg. And actually, that's my fail this week, which was yeah. uh, it was tweeted by an ex employee of mine, uh, Kurt Wagner, who's now working for Bloomberg, who of course has <laughs> got ethical problems there. But um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, has completed his two thousand nineteen personal Personal challenge of hosting a series of public discussions on the future of tech, which were pretty limp, I thought. But he spoke to eight men and one woman, all white, just like who does the, who does the advance work for this guy? Like honestly, like that was just like, come on, really? You're not even trying to pretend you care about other people's opinions. It was really. I didn't even. I I had looked. Oddly enough, I had looked on on the podcast. I was noticing it was on Spotify, and I was like, wow, this is a funny crew of people. Um, that, that he talked to. And then I realized it was that. And it was sort of uh, a surprise. Again, I just I wasn't paying attention, but then it was pointed out. I was like, oh, God, really? This is all just PR bullshit. That's what I kept thinking. And, and badly done PR bullshit. So I was pretty disappointed by that. Because I do think he's meeting with people behind the scenes. I've, I've met, run into three or four people he's had over for dinner, all of whom he should have over for dinner. Um, But I think he's just much more comfortable with men than women and people are white than not white. I just don't know what's going on. Like why? And maybe I would love it. Maybe he, he released the whole list of people he had dinner with, for example. I would love to see that list. That would be interesting to me. I don't. It's not us, obviously. Neither of us have been invited for dinner, or unless you have. Yeah, but a lot secretly. is a lot of
1: it. You know, hate hate the game, not the player. that unfortunately, the game is still mostly run by old white dudes.
0: I guess I just he think you could meet try. With the people yeah, who but run it. there's so many people. You could be like, look, you don't have to have eight. White guys and one white woman. Right. You just don't, Agreed. and like you know. But but I, I, the dinner things are more interesting. These secret dinners he's having all over the place. These quiet little dinners, and I think I would love to see that list. And and I, you know, I, I, he doesn't have to necessarily publish it, but I'd love to have him write something after each one. I think he he's got a bigger job than other people, and he needs to be more transparent. I think that would be my thing. What is your uh, fail of this week?
1: Uh, so my fail is. Um... It's it's going to sound strange, but uh, in, in, uh, Harvard and uh, Anand Jirgadis, <laughs> yes. or I don't know how to Gear say guidance. his name. I thought he just had the, uh, the line or one of the lines of the last year. He was speaking at Harvard, and he described Harvard as the world's largest drive-through reputational laundromat. Uh, and <laughs> what I <laughs> well, get, I constantly I constantly crazy. get a, a, a lot of resumes. And uh-huh. something that is disqualifying for me or that disqualifies the person immediately is at the bottom when they say that they've completed some Harvard fill-in-the-blank exec ed program. Oh. And they always, you know, and typically it's like driving up. In you know a canary yellow Ferrari, it's basically saying I have a little dick because mm-hmm. anyone who feels the need <laughs> I'm to put—they're
0: going to cut me off. I'm taping from Harvard right now, but keep going, keep continuing. But anyone
1: who anyone who feels the need to put yeah. that they went to some ridiculous Joey Bagadonin's three-day weekend exec ed thing from Harvard that their mm-hmm. company or they were willing to pay twenty, thirty, or forty thousand dollars so they can put the Harvard logo on their LinkedIn profile. Yeah, buy it means you're radically insecure today. about your educational background, and you're looking. You're looking through for this drive-through reputational laundromat, and I thought he just summarized it perfectly. Yeah, he's great. Execu- he also went, at, he are... also went
0: at he uh, also went at Brett Stevens. Plute's gonna plute. Did you see that? <laughs> that <was> really... Plut's <laughs> yeah. gonna plute. Anand yeah, is a one-man man wrecking ball. sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong. But boy, do I enjoy watching him.
1: No, he's good. Going he's through really the rich good. Who's people. He's your fail.
0: <laughs> My fail. Who's I your told fail? To you, it's Mark Zuckerberg, and like not oh, yeah, not right. doing that. I think he's you know I think. I don't know. I was going to buy you the Harvard T-shirt for for, for Christmas, but guess not. I'm yeah, near the that's Harvard T-shirt store. Yeah, I don't think that's I can wear not. that T-shirt. I see people wearing them. Not here. Here it's fine, but I see people wearing them elsewhere, and I'm always like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you know, I like the pictures of Jeffrey Epstein and his Harvard Switch. Yeah, that's he literally my of favorite those. image of, of yeah. two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, that's true. Any predictions, Kara?
0: Predictions. Uh I predict that uh I I you hear No, I don't. No. You're the predictor. Okay. I don't have a prediction right now. I do think it's gonna be interesting to see the shakeout over because it's gonna be a quiet time over Christmas, even though it's been a crazy news year um of what shakes out in January with these with these um political with these political things. And I do think the focus on tech will continue. And at the same time, not be part of the election whatsoever. Um, I think nobody cares. Nobody cares that these people are uh, are doing all this stuff, except in the aftermath if they continue if there's a problem. And so, as you said, the pressure is not going to really continue on these companies as long as they keep making money. And and that's that's really the. The horrible truth is that a lot of these things are important. Uh, Teddy Schliefer had a really good piece this week on Recode about this, about that nobody, she's talking a lot about tech, but her people don't even, her people who follow, who like her don't even care about it. I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great piece. Although I, I really enjoy her speaking up about it, but I think it doesn't, it's not going to touch them in any way, um, Her her continued attacks on them or anything else, even though it makes for great, you know, discussion for us and things like that.
1: All right, your predictions. So speaking of making making yeah. bank, you know right. uh, which podcast is the 97th most popular podcast what? in what? Singapore this week? Us. You and I. That's right. The dog <laughs> and the jungle cat <laughs> are just rolling in the whatever the – Mark Man- My prediction, Kara. I have a prediction. Yeah. Okay. The, the initial kind of the first and second innings of the streaming wars with all yeah. these different players, had, I'm declaring a victor. Okay. Uh, and what? That, that victor – Well, the victor of the streaming war so far. Um, Everyone came out of the gates. Right. Uh, Anyways, Disney Plus is just killing it. And it's just some data here. They're signing up nearly a million new customers each day. Yeah. Did you sign up? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Did you pay? Oh, my God. The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. I paid. I did not pay. I got a year free. You did not? Verizon. For buying a phone? I don't know. I don't know. Verizon
0: just gave me an offer, and I took it. Like I didn't, yeah. I, I read through it. I didn't have to like give my new baby up or anything like that. And I they I took it. It was a, a year free. Yeah, but that's free. like
1: getting a free iPhone for signing up from AT and T. Apple still but gets a coin. No, there's, yeah, I know. AT&T. that. I'm just saying
0: I didn't have to. Pay. I was worried I had to give something
1: for it. But it oh, was free. Oh, trust me, you're paying. paying. You're paying one way <laughs> no, or another. No, but it was other. interesting that
0: a lot of people aren't paying. Like, lots You're the only yeah. imbecile who's not getting a freebie. But go ahead, move along.
1: But I'm a Republican white man <laughs> in the imbecile from Montana. <laughs>
0: All right, so well, go ahead. Keep going with your Disney. By the way, prediction. I'm going
1: to Montana. I'm going to Big Sky for the whole of course you anyway, are, because so, that's where you go.
0: That's where you go.
1: I've never been there before. I can't Jesus. wait. I hear it's really cold, though. Anyways. Next
0: stop, prostate cancer. Move along. Go I ahead. I want to
1: see Ted Turner. He's one of my heroes. Oh, anyway, he's, um, he's sort of, I think, he's
0: he's struggling, I think,
1: I suspect. Yeah, he is struggling. Anyways, did you see that Jane Fonda film? You would have loved that. It identified her life by the five men she's with. I'm like, oh. wow, that's how you identify her well, You know, life. I almost anyway. went to
0: lunch with her the other day, and I declined because I had to do something else. <laughs>
1: You turned down Jane Fonda. Well, I
0: couldn't. I was. I don't. I can't go into it. She was speaking at the Washington Post, and there was a breakfast before, and I. I couldn't. I just yeah, couldn't, you just get couldn't up.
1: do it. I couldn't get Show up in leggings. Show Legg- up in jeggings. like aerobics leggings. Yeah, I'm wearing yeah, them right no. now.
0: All right, finish your prediction, Scott. We I'm have sorry, to go. So, I have to go okay, have some 16- pie. With the giant family, sixteen million
1: mobile app downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've made five million dollars uh, through in-app purchases in its first thirteen days. Oh, and there's also what, what is that really like? Baby Yoda
0: dolls that they're trying to keep out of the market. That people
1: are trying oh, to. Oh my them God! Off. Have you seen how cute that Baby Yoda is? Yeah, they're taking oh, down gifts God. to protect their copyrights. They don't want anyone you know touching. What? What? I, Baby I have Yoda. never felt maternal instincts like I feel when I see Baby Yoda on the Mandalorian. Anyways, I'm getting in touch with my maternal don't side. do marry of Baby the Mandalorian? Yoda. Listen, okay, go ahead. Uh, have
0: some actual. Like analysis that people expect.
1: Back to back to me and my predictions. So there's also a flywheel effect here. This is really interesting. Hulu downloads, Mm -hmm. which is being cross-promoted with Disney Plus. Are up close close to fifty-five percent in the past two weeks, and ESPN has seen downloads increase by more than fifty percent. We had twenty six million daily viewing sessions over the past week. So I don't know if we're in the first or the second inning. But Disney Plus, we always thought, I predicted that the mother of all wars was coming between Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. It looks like the war that's shaping up is between Netflix and Disney Plus. And I think over the next 12 months, you're gonna see Disney probably grab some market capitalization from Netflix. But anyways, in sum, Q1, and this isn't really much of a prediction, you're gonna see more and more articles around saying what Disney Plus did right and X, Y, and Z did wrong. But Disney Plus is out to an early uh, lead. So, what in the happens streaming then wars. with
0: Netflix? What 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 is the what is the impact on Netflix, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera?
1: Well, I think Netflix. So the the war that's will be the only over- one that counts
0: here, right? I mean, you know.
1: Well, there's a lot of them, right? Well, HBO I know, Max. Really, of which course, will probably you be took failure, that apart in pieces.
0: You like you like, ripped that to little bit. I heard
1: from so many people from Did HBO you? who are like, right on, brother. Yeah. I mean, literally, tons of people yeah. right on, brother. So, how does it impact Netflix? Netflix largely wins or loses by international growth because in the US, everyone already has Netflix. And it's I believe that the way it impacts Netflix is that if their stock goes way down, a point of distribution, a Google or an Apple <laughs> or a Disney buys them. If their stock goes way up, they go acquire distribution, either Roku or I don't know, may, maybe the PlayStation. I don't know. Sony is probably too expensive, but Netflix is either Netflix at some point in the next twenty-four months will be vertical, either through being acquired or through an acquisition. Right, okay. If things get if things get scary for them, that is
0: really big that's a big prediction i like that prediction you know i wrote a very lovely piece about disney about how much they struggled for years and years and i did a history because i'm old about how much they struggled and then this is finally their thing so I got some love. Well, you notes. had
1: you had the best line. I'm now I've started I you know, this is one of the downsides of working with you is I feel an obligation to read your stuff. Ugh, and so I do to. read your stuff in the New doesn't. York Times. But you did have occasionally you stumble upon a, a pretty good line. <laughs> and you had a great line in there about Disney. You said the best way to describe it is the Empire Finally Strikes Back. Yes. I thought that was right. a great line. That is
0: true. Also, in any case, now I've got to go do some more baby things and eat some pie, and therefore you'll never hear from me again. Anyway, Scott, soon we're gonna be going what, Sarah? twice a week aren't we soon tk 2x a week 2x a week we have a lot There's of new too much of and exciting thing less of a bad things thing. it starts this tuesday double dog that's for right. the holidays
1: that's oh, right here we go that
0: says that. that's that also right, tweet folks. at us at uh hashtag uh, pivot podcast and email us at pivot at voxmedia.com. um happy thanksgiving to you uh, scott now say happy thanksgiving to all our fans please
1: Happy Thanksgiving, and we appreciate, uh, I appreciate, I know you do too, just how generous and how much goodwill we get from our, you know, quote-unquote dozens and dozens of fans. It's been a really nice thing in my life. I know it's a nice thing in your life. It
0: is. It's really nice. And we across the globe, we are a global entity, me and this GOP lover over here.
1: We're a phenomena. (laughs) We're like Nutella.
0: Go have some turkey, Scott. No, Lots of turkey. Have some turkey. Have a great yeah, Thanksgiving. Likewise,
1: Best to you and yours. Get
0: ready for twice a week. We will run out of things to say to each other, but we're going to try. Anyway, we're grateful for everyone who makes Pivot happen too. Today's show is produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Eric Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Thanks also to Rebecca Castro and Drew Burrows. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you liked our show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to this Pivot podcast from Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdowns of all things tech and business except two times as much
1: 2x